The Hooniverse has officially begun, but what does that mean? Okay, so I was planning on having a different video out today, but then we got so much news at the start of this month that I just kind of felt like I needed to do a different uh, new podcast episode so that I could basically cover all of this news that we just got. There's that much news being announced that there's probably going to be some more stuff announced since I even have recorded this. I'm currently recording it on Friday the 3rd and this video like all of my other videos should be coming out on the Sunday and we seem to be getting new things announced pretty much all the time like every day since the 1st so I wouldn't be surprised if a few more things have been announced when this video comes out. I know just before I start recording this we've got the front cover artwork released for the novelizations of the 60th anniversary special target novelizations or whatever they are. Uh, I've just seen them I'm not going to be talking about that in this because like I say that's just been announced and you know the front covers I'll talk about it right now they look cool they're front covers but yeah so if there is anything big that's been announced since friday just forgive me because there's already so much to talk about in this one video and new stuff is probably going to be announced since i recorded this so that's why if i don't talk about something that you think i should be talking about uh, that's why so the first thing I want to talk about in this episode of the podcast is that we finally obviously have the air dates confirmed. Obviously the video I did a couple weeks ago, the last video I did about like recent news stuff, I was kind of speculating on what I think the air dates were going to be. And obviously I also talked about some of the iPlayer stuff, the iPlayer news that we got, which I'm also going to be talking about in this, obviously. So the air dates that we have now confirmed is the 25th of November for the Star Beast, the 2nd of December for Wild Blue Yonder, and the 9th of December for the Giggle, which is a little bit later than I would have expected these dates to be. Obviously I was speculating I think it was the 11th, 18th and 25th of November mostly because it would mean that it kind of ends around the anniversary and it means all the episodes are in November which is kind of what I was expecting. I would have thought that all of the episodes of the anniversary special were going to be in November just because that's the anniversary month but from these confirmed dates it's only the first one that's going to be in November and the next two are going to be in December which I did think was a little bit weird but I know that there are reasons for it or I think that there are reasons for it which I am going to get into probably right now actually. I think that's the next thing I have to talk about. So like I said it would have been nice if all of the dates were in the anniversary month of November but clearly with a lot of the stuff that I'm going to talk about in this video we're going to be getting a lot of stuff in November before the specials even air and I think that's probably the reason why these dates aren't all in November because there's so much coming before the specials themselves that they kind of need to leave room to have those things and then promote the specials and get the specials out but obviously the first special isn't that far off the anniversary itself so it's not like it's way late or anything or they all start in December or something like that so it's still it still kind of works and obviously a lot of people would kind of want one of the specials to maybe air on the anniversary itself but obviously we're getting something on the anniversary itself and probably a few more things which I am going to talk about later on in this podcast but also that would mean it airing on a Thursday instead of a Saturday and you can't just have like one of the specials air on a Thursday and all the rest air on a Saturday it would be a bit weird and people might not know when to tune in because of that but I can understand why people might be annoyed that it's not going to be on the anniversary date itself but a lot of people have pointed this out a lot of the previous like anniversary specials haven't actually like broadcast on the 23rd themselves one of them was previously on the 25th as well i think that was the five doctors and then i think the three doctors i think it started in 1982 like december of 1982 or something and just went on to the start of 1983 so that was way off of the actual anniversary date itself so it's not really like a new thing it's just kind of i guess because we're used to like 
day of the Doctor airing on the 23rd of November, which I'm pretty sure that happened to be a Saturday, so that worked out quite nice. But it does also work out quite nicely because with the last two of these specials being in December, it does mean that if the Christmas special is going to be on Christmas Day, which I do think it probably is going to be, or maybe it'll just be like the nearest Saturday to Christmas Day, that will mean that I think we only have like two weeks, I'm pretty sure it is, in between the Giggle airing and the Christmas special airing. So it kind of keeps Doctor Who kind of in the zeitgeist at the time or whatever, keeps people talking about it, getting hyped, and we don't have too long to wait after the final special has aired until we have to get the Christmas special, or have to wait for the Christmas special, I should say. And then even then, I don't think there's going to be too much of a break in between the Christmas special and series 14 or season one, which is something I will be talking about later on. Because for me personally, I'm speculating it's probably going to be in April because that's kind of used to be when Doctor Who was around, especially during the RTD era. And it seems like he's trying to go back to those kind of scheduling things with it being back to Saturdays and Christmas specials coming back. So I personally think it's probably going to be Shooty Gatwa's first full series is probably going to be in April. So we won't have much long to wait after the Christmas special either, if I'm correct on that. But yeah, I think that's all I have to say about the air dates. It's nice that we've got them confirmed. I do feel like we got them confirmed a little bit earlier than we were expecting. I know a lot of people were like, why don't we have the dates yet? We should have the dates. But there was a lot of people saying like, oh, the dates, actually, we can only get them out two weeks before the episode itself airs or something like that. So with it being the 25th, we shouldn't have really had them announced quite yet or only just, I'm not sure. So it's nice that we got it a whole month actually before, exactly a month before the first episode airs on the 25th of October was when we got them and the 25th of November is the one the first one's going to air. So that's really nice. I guess another thing to mention is we've got the posters for the specials as well, which is really nice. I personally think they look really cool. The Star Beast one, for those who haven't realised yet or haven't seen like on Twitter or something, is meant to be inspired by one of the comic book covers for the Star Beast. I think it's like, not the original comic book cover, but I think it's the one where they released like the whole collection of the story not just the like doctor who weekly or monthly or whatever it was covers uh, i think it's that one it's very clearly meant to be inspired by that although that being said even though i've seen that comic book cover i didn't realize that until somebody had pointed it out to me on twitter so some of you might not have realized that so check it out and have a look at that cover and compare it if you didn't realize that yourself because that is quite a nice reference we've obviously then got the wild blue yonder poster which is the one we know absolutely nothing about but the poster does give us a little bit more because we see this kind of um robot kind of creature in the background that kind of looks like that robot from hitchhikers but a little bit different uh, i have no idea what that's going to be about I've seen some people saying that the poster kind of gives them the vibes of Skirzo or Skirzo, which is a big Finnish story with the Eighth Doctor, which I've not heard, but I did a little bit of reading up on it, and I can see where people are getting that idea from, and it's absolutely possible, because obviously we do know, like, the Star Beast is being adapted from a comic. It's possible that the second special could maybe be adapted from a big finish. And then the third one is obviously a returning character from the show itself. So that would be nice if that is the case. Although it's entirely possible that it is just a completely original Russell T Davies story. Who knows? We, we know like nothing about that story pretty much. Apart from that, it's going to be like nothing we've seen before, which is really exciting. Okay, so now I should probably get on to like what's probably like the biggest news at the moment, the big thing that's happened recently, the big kind of event, I guess you could call it, which is the Hooniverse and the iPlayer stuff, which is kind of one in the same. Obviously, we knew all of these things were coming to iPlayer on November 1st. I talked about it in the video a couple of weeks ago, where we basically were told that all of Doctor Who and its spin-offs were going to drop on iPlayer on November 1st, that being Classic, Torchwood, Surgeon Adventures, Class, Confidential, 
all of those things we knew we were going to be dropping on iPlayer on November 1st, which is really exciting. And there's also been like a few other things on there, which I don't know if they were already on there before. I don't think they were like the proms and some other like behind the scenes documentary stuff before any of the new stuff. I'm just talking about like the old stuff, but there is a few newer things that have been added on there since, which I'm obviously going to talk about in this video soon. But what we didn't know or wasn't confirmed maybe some people were speculating because of a picture on instagram months and months ago was that this was going to be branded as the hooniverse and have its own section on iplayer which i guess some people were speculating that but it would never been confirmed and maybe people thought that was going to be more of like a disney plus thing but it has all been branded and officially announced as the hooniverse that's the official title of all of these uh, properties in the Doctor Who universe. So they all have like one place, one like category and section on iPlayer to kind of be stored in and collected in, like a collection basically, which I assume is going to be the same when it comes to Disney Plus, although it's just going to be like the new stuff for that from what we've seen, which I'm going to probably talk about that a little bit later on, I think. And with this, we got a brand new kind of Marvel-esque kind of ident for the Hooniverse. Definitely very inspired by Marvel, actually, because, you know, there is things like this for other properties, like there is a Star Wars one as well, but this one is very clearly inspired by the Marvel stuff because it's literally, you know, the letters with the characters on, on it, like in the Marvel one. Very clearly inspired, but maybe it's something that Disney literally told them they need to do or they should do, so you can't really, you know, the comparisons are obviously going to be there. And so we got this ident just before the new stuff actually dropped on November 1st. I think we got it on October 31st, basically saying this is going to be in front of everything when they drop on iPlayer. I think some of the old stuff doesn't have it yet, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they've only added it onto the start of some of the new things that they've started putting out on there. And in that, we've also got some shots of Shooty Gatwa's 15th Doctor in there and Millie Gibson's Ruby Sunday, which is really cool to see. And we got a shot of the colorized Daleks, 60s Daleks in there, which some people thought that would hint at Dalek colorization. I personally didn't know if that was confirmation of that, but it was a nice little hint. But obviously, like I'll get to later, we are going to talk about the Dalek colorization that is happening or the Daleks colorization, I should say, but that was a nice little hint to that. So yeah, that's that. The Hooniverse is officially a thing. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Is it weird kind of seeing this Marvel-esque kind of ident at the start of everything? I personally think it's pretty cool, but it is kind of like, I don't know how close I want this to get to Marvel. You know, I know Russell has said that he wants it to be kind of like Marvel. He wants Doctor Who to kind of be on that level now. And I love to see that, and obviously it's hinting at that there's going to be a lot of spin-offs in the future and stuff, which is really exciting. But obviously the way Marvel is right now, we don't want it to quite get that far because, you know, Marvel's kind of a bit of a shit show right now. But hopefully it's just like a better version of Marvel, you know what I mean? So let me know what you think about that in the comments down below. Oh, and I forgot to mention before I move on from this, there is one thing that seems to be missing in this Hooniverse collection on iPlayer, and I'm not talking about an unearthly child. Obviously we know why that's all happened. And I've got into that in, in, a, in a video a couple of weeks ago. But there is another thing that's missing from there, which I'm going to get into later on and talk about what I think is happening with that one thing. But to kick off this brand new iPlayer release, we got a brand new spin-off, which was a nice surprise. We weren't expecting. We don't just have all the old stuff on there. There was a brand new spin-off dropping on November 1st as well in the Hooniverse collection, which was a really nice surprise because I did think it could just be kind of the old stuff coming all together. And then we obviously we get the new stuff later in later in the month. But as a nice little surprise, we got the spin-off Tales of the TARDIS dropping at the same time as everything else dropping on there, which was a really nice surprise. So basically, for those who haven't kind of seen it yet or don't know exactly what Tales of the TARDIS is yet, I'm going to describe kind of what it is. Basically, Tales of the TARDIS is kind of like classic, a few classic Who stories, a few selected ones put into an omnibus sort of format where they 
kind of edited all the parts together. And then there's some specially filmed new scenes with returning actors in character kind of bookending each of these stories. So there's like five minutes of extra content at the start, then it goes into the story, and then there's five minutes of extra content at the end, which is a little bit different to how I thought it would play out. I did think they'd maybe be cut in between like these different new bits and the old bits. It's not quite like that. It is just bookending each of the stories. But it is still quite a nice thing. You know, it's a nice new way to watch these classic stories. And it gives us about an hour of new content as well, because I think if you add it all up, there's six episodes, 10 minutes of new footage, basically, in each one. So that is about an hour of new footage, which is really cool. As far as I can tell, I don't think any of the, like, bits of the actual original stories has been cut out. Um, I've not watched all of these yet, but I'm pretty sure like most or all of these were like four part stories in the first place, which, you know, they're like 25 minutes each. Once you cut out like the cliffhanger that's repeated in like the opening of the next part and all the titles and stuff like that, it does leave room to have these extra 10 minutes and it still be around an hour and a half ish. Of, of the actual full episode of Tales of the TARDIS. So far as I can tell, there wasn't really anything that had been cut out of the stories besides the titles and the repeated cliffhangers at the start of each episode. But I haven't seen all of them, so let me know if I'm wrong with that. Let me know if there is some important things that have been cut out from some of them. So in terms of the ones that I'd seen, basically what I did was I started with the first one, Earthshock, because, well, mostly because I wanted to kind of see if these different sections were kind of connected first and if you needed to watch them in order. As far as I can tell, you don't really need to watch them in order. You can pick and choose which ones you want to see first, and it still kind of works because they're all kind of their own self-contained thing. The new bits don't seem to really connect in any way. It's just that they all take place in the same location and have the same kind of reason for taking place with this memory TARDIS thing. So I started with Earthshock, watched the first five minutes, and then started to watch it kind of as it was uh, to go through it. But I had already seen Earthshock recently because I've been doing my Classic Who reviews on my Patreon and for members. I haven't reviewed Earthshock yet, but that is one that I have already seen in the past kind of month or so to to kind of go through those classic era stories. So once I started to realise with Earthshock and with these Tales of the TARDIS things that basically after a certain point it is just the episode playing out in its entirety with all the parts stitched together and there's no intercut in between the new bits and the old bits, I then kind of stopped watching it because... I'd already seen Earthshock fairly recently, so I didn't need to kind of watch it again. Obviously, if it had been like a while since I'd have watched Earthshock, then I probably would have stuck to it and carried on watching it in this new format. But because I'd seen Earthshock fairly recently, I I didn't do that. Uh, And so what I did is I just kind of skipped to the end and watched the the new five minutes at the end as well, which was really nice. Then for The Three Doctors, I did a very similar thing. I'd already seen The Three Doctors. That was a bit more of a while ago that I'd seen it, but I still didn't feel like watching the whole story again at that moment in time. So I watched the first opening five minutes with Joe Grant and Clyde Lango, which was really great to see. For the ones I've seen, theirs was the most emotional to me, and I loved them. Although that being said, I did like the reminiscing about Adric in the Earthshock one as well. That was also quite heartwarming to see. Back to the Three Doctors one, it was nice to see Clyde Lango return for a while. Obviously, I was watching Doctor Who as a child when I first started watching it, so Sarah Jane Adventures as well was a massive part of my childhood. I know some people as well where Sarah Jane Adventures was like they were watching that and they weren't watching Doctor Who, like some people my age, which, you know, maybe some of them would like to see this if they uh, just don't really watch Doctor Who, just to see a bit more Clyde. But for me, I was watching, I was watching Doctor Who and Sarah Jane Adventures at the time, you know, I was watching them both. So yeah, that was great to see. But I did the same with Three Doctors. I basically watched those first five minutes, skipped right to the end to watch the final five minutes 
uh, and that's kind of what I did for that. Those two stories from Tales of the Tardis are the only ones that I have seen before. So those are the only ones that I've watched, like not all the way through, but technically I've watched them all the way through because I've seen the stories before and I've seen the new bits that they've added for the Tales of the Tardis bit. So for the other ones I haven't watched yet, I have started Curse of Fenric. I've seen the first five minutes of that and I've got just into the, like the first part of the story because number one, I love Seven and Ace from what I've seen so far. I've only seen a couple of their stories before this but I love them and I was planning on watching Curse of Fenric in its original format anyway recently so I thought I might as well start on that one try and get through that um, but I haven't finished it yet I've just I've just started it like I said but that's gonna be very exciting so I'm gonna finish that and then I'll see where I go I don't know which one I'm gonna watch next maybe Vengeance on Varos because I've not seen much of Six I've seen like Attack of the Cybermen is it Revelation of the Daleks or Resurrection I think it's Revelation isn't it of the Daleks I think those are the only Six Doctor stories I've seen so far so it'd be nice to see more of him because I do quite like him so yeah I'll finish Curse of Fenric and then probably get onto that and then see see how I go on for them but that's that's all I've seen of Tales of the Tardis so far and I do think it's great you know there's not too much new stuff and it's not like once you realize that it is just an omnibus version of the stories you do kind of be like oh so I've, I've seen this before you know um, but it is a nice thing to have it'd be a nice way to get new people into the stories as well for the classic ones mostly only if they kind of know the characters anyway though because a lot of it is callbacks to the the relationships these characters have with each other and stuff as well so that still might alienate some new people that are trying to watch it but it, it'd still probably be a good way of doing it if they do want to try and figure out how to get into classic who and stuff like that especially the three doctors one like i said there might be some people who watch new who and have seen sarah jane adventures and they've already seen clyde and joe interact in uh is it death of death the doctor or death of the doctor in that sarah jane adventures episode so that one could work for them because they'll at least be familiar with those characters and then see them reminiscing over that story and then obviously it goes into the three doctors as well so you've got three well two and a half of the doctors in that story to kind of watch as well for the first time if you hadn't seen them before so that would be quite nice now the thing with tales of the tardis that a lot of people are quite annoyed about and it is sort of understandable is that they can't really get this outside of the uk at the moment as it's just on bbc iplayer for licensed fee payers there's probably some way of watching it i don't know if you can get like a vpn or something like that to maybe watch it and if not there'll be some other ways to watch it but i can understand why people are annoyed as annoying as it is you have to understand that it is kind of like a i feel like it's more of like a legal kind of rights thing you know it's not that they've just disney's just not chosen to put it on if you really think about it these are basically like i said classic doctor who omnibus stories with some new new moments in there some 10 minutes of new footage in each one but at the end of the day it is just a whole story of classic who edited together and from what we found out about disney plus and what's going on disney plus we know it's only the new stuff going on there it's only not even just new who it's the 60th anniversary specials and i would say series 14 but it's not called series 14 as we recently found out it's called going to be called season one so it's only that new stuff from 14th Doctor onwards that they are buying and putting on there. So because there's no classic Doctor Who on Disney+, Plus, they're not going to be able to show Tales of the TARDIS because, like I said, that's just a load of classic Doctor Who stories edited together with a couple new bits added. So it does make sense as to why they're not on there because they don't have the rights or they haven't chose to buy the rights to classic Who. And it also might be like because... The rights haven't lapsed for other streaming services that are showing Classic Who. I don't know if it's still on BritBox in America. I could be wrong with that. But if it is, I feel like I've heard it's on BritBox in America. And BritBox has the rights to it in America until like 2025. I could be absolutely making that up. But I'm sure I've heard that somewhere. So if somewhere like BritBox in America has the rights to show Classic Who, Disney Plus don't have the option to also show it. They've got to wait for those rights to lapse or 
you know, offer to buy it off them or something like that. Uh, it's all just confusing legal contractual stuff at the end of the day. But like I said, I can understand why it's annoying some people and why some people would obviously love to see it. Like I said, there's means of seeing it, you know, maybe not legal means, but there's means I'm not advocating for it. You know, I'm not, I'm not, but there's, there's ways of seeing it. Like if you really need to see it, if you really want to see it, there's ways of seeing it. There's possibly even some clips of the new bits on YouTube now. I don't really know, but you know, I can understand why, pe- why people are annoyed, but it's all comes down to boring legal contractual stuff. I think at the end of the day, right, rights stuff with Disney plus, I think. And obviously with them not wanting to buy classic who or maybe it's not even that they don't want to buy classic who and new who it's maybe that they are waiting for the rights to lap because even with new who um obviously we recently found out new who isn't going on disney plus either it's just the brand new stuff maybe that's to do with rights as well because as far as i'm aware new who is being shown on max or hbo max whatever it is now in america i'm pretty sure that's still the case and that might be the thing that i'm thinking of where it they've got it until 2025 correct me if i'm wrong if any americans are watching and they know about that but that might also be the reason new who isn't on disney plus like maybe disney plus do want new who on there but they can't quite get it just yet because they've got to wait for those rights to lapse with hbo max and all these other streaming services for classic who as well and as soon as those rights lapse maybe disney plus are, are planning on getting the rights buying the rights immediately as soon as they can we just don't know this is all stuff that's happening behind the scenes. And then, like I say, it's all the boring legal contractual rights stuff that it's too, it's too boring. It's too boring. But there are reasons behind it is what I'm getting at. And for all we know, Disney Plus want this on there. They want New Who on there. They want Classic Who on there. For all we know, it's absolutely possible. They've just got to wait for these rights to get the rights. And it's boring contractual stuff that we don't know much about. But those things, you know, are stuff that people have to figure out. You can't just, it's not a case of them just uploading a video and saying, I've got it on there now. All we have to do is upload it, put it on. There's legal stuff in there and, you know, they've got to figure all this stuff out behind the scenes with people and different companies. And I don't know if I can go on about this for much longer. (laughs) I'm starting to bore myself with it. But all I'm getting at is there are reasons that it's not on there. But I can also understand why people are annoyed. So that's that's where I'm going to leave it at that for that. But let me know what you think about Tales of the TARDIS if you've seen it. So, like I hinted at earlier, probably one of the newest things that's been announced at the time of me recording this, I think it is the newest thing besides, like I said, those covers for the Target novelizations, is the colorization of the Daleks. The second Doctor Who story after An Unearthly Child. The first Dalek story in the show as well is going to be broadcast, I think it was on BBC4, on the 23rd of November, the anniversary itself. And basically what this is, obviously, that story was in black and white originally. Uh, It was part of that, that time from... Hartnell to Troughton where everything was in black and white and so somebody I'm pretty sure it was Richard Tipple who's done some colorization stuff on YouTube I think in the past as far as I know I'm not big on that scene but I've heard about that and I'm sure there's other people involved in it doing the colorization as well colorizing the episode putting color into the black and white image which isn't just a case of you know you can get the original thing and bring the color back to it that's not possible it's all shot in black and white for those who don't know this stuff about film I guess he has to actually or they the team have to actually put that color in there and figure out what colors were like what what color all these different parts of the image were put it in there and do really clever stuff that I don't even really understand as a an editor and graphic designer and stuff like that but 
even I could not comprehend doing all that stuff. It just seems so crazy to me. But they've done it, and partially, I guess, to make the job easier, but also to make it more consumable for for viewers. This was originally seven parts, a seven-part story of 25-minute episodes, back how it was, back when they had had all this serialized format back in the day. And they're cutting that down to, I think it was just 75 minutes, which is, what's that, like an hour and 15 minutes? So it's going to be like a, a kind of movie length or extended kind of episode format of the Daleks which is really cool all colorized there's going to be I think new music and new VFX and this is great for me I personally haven't seen the Daleks at all yet I've been meaning to get to it for a while you know it's it's the first Dalek story and I've not really seen I don't think I've seen any black and white episodes yet so you know hold my hands up to that but this is obviously one that I've been wanting to check out for a while and you know it's still going to be there in its original format which I'm sure I'll watch one day but this is probably going to be my first exposure to the story Daleks um, because it's cut down to more consumable format or length and it's colorized which is going to be fun to see like how it looks you know not that i have anything wrong with black and white stories i think if anything watching the black and white stories in black and white is kind of cooler like it can kind of give it more of that atmosphere you know but i i'm also curious to see how the colorization looks um and i wonder if we're going to get a trailer for that before it comes out that would be interesting to see so for me this is probably going to be my first exposure to the dalek but that being said i have seen the peter cushing doctor who and the daleks film so i have seen that which is in sorts colorization of the daleks that already happened because it was in color but yeah that's obviously a different thing i've seen a lot of people making jokes like i just did about we already have the daleks colorization it's the peter cushing movie but yeah it's going to be great to see this and also compare it in my mind like i said it was years ago that i saw that but i could compare it in my mind see how how different these things kind of are so that'll be really exciting and interesting to see and another thing i need to mention i've obviously mentioned there's new music and vfx i think that's meant to be in there or sound effects and stuff but apparently i think benjamin cook said this on twitter there is meant to also be some new scenes he said so i'm wondering and i've seen a lot of other people wondering is this going to be kind of like a tales of the tardis type thing as well where they have some new bits kind of bookending the story which i think is probably the most likely scenario and i think that would be cool to see be interesting to see who they get in i think People have thought that maybe it'll probably be, obviously, Carol Ann Ford as Susan, and possibly maybe like David Bradley as the first Doctor, which is a bit different to the Tales of the Tardis stuff where it's normally the original actors, but that would be interesting to see. I suppose like William Russell was in that story, but I highly doubt he'll be coming to do new scenes for this, although he was in Power of the Doctor, so who knows. But yeah, maybe David Bradley and Carol Ann Ford, I think, would probably be the most likely options there. But maybe that's not what it is at all. Maybe it's not a Tales of the Tardis type situation maybe it's some other new stuff that's been filmed or maybe he's just referring to maybe some new like model shots or something like that although i suppose that would be vfx cgi shots now which goes into the new vfx part of it than the new scenes so who knows who knows let me know what you think that could be in the comments down below do you think it'll be tales of tardis type do you think it'll be carol Ford, david bradley let me know i kind of knew well i didn't know but i kind of uh, expected a colorization on the 23rd i had speculated this in the past if you've been watching the channel i think maybe i only mentioned it in that one video a couple weeks ago when we were on about uh, the iPlayer stuff and the rights issues. I was expecting a colorization on the 23rd, but I initially speculated that it was going to be an unearthly child colorized. I'd been thinking this for a, a few months, that it was going to be an unearthly child colorized on the 23rd, especially if we didn't get a special on the 23rd itself, which we're not getting. But obviously then all the stuff happened with Steph Coburn and all the rights issues over there saying that an unearthly child in its original format wasn't even coming to iPlayer because he denied the right bbc the rights to it which you know i talked about that in the other video i'm not gonna go into that here but it was really unfortunate so all the way up until that happened i thought we were gonna get an unearthly child colorization on the 23rd and as soon as that happened i guess all my hopes were slashed i was like ah that's it but 
I was wrong and we still have a colorization. Luckily, maybe they were working on the Unearthly Child thing, but they were also working on the Daleks as well, um, maybe. But luckily we have the Daleks either way. The Daleks has come in on the 23rd. And maybe it probably was just the Daleks they were working on because if you really think about it, it's, it's a more appropriate story anyway in the first place to colorize because there's a lot more stuff going on there. I think most of an Unearthly Child, I've not watched it personally. I think I saw the first episode years ago, but that was it. But outside of the first episode of an Unearthly Child, it is all kind of like caveman stuff going on so it maybe wouldn't be the most exciting episode to colorize and maybe if they just colorized the first part or something that would be interesting maybe they were working on that who knows but really the daleks is a much better much more exciting story to colorize and they're much more appropriate it's it's the daleks you know it's the most iconic doctor who monster so it does just work better than an unearthly child would so i probably should have seen that coming really but at least i knew i did say i had i'm on record saying i knew there was going to be a colorization and i knew it was going to be airing on the 23rd itself because none of the specials were going to be on the 23rd and there's probably more things that are going to happen on the 23rd as well i'd be surprised if this is the only thing and speaking of that one of the things i think that is going to happen on the 23rd is a rerun of an adventure in space and time so like I said earlier, there's something missing from that iPlayer drop on the 1st of November on the Hooniverse collection. And it's not an Unearthly Child. Well, that is one of the things missing, but that's not what I'm talking about here. What I was talking about was an adventure in space and time. And I believe in, I think it must have been like a Instagram comment reply or something like that. Russell said there is plans for it to come to iPlayer. It is coming to iPlayer at some point, which makes sense because why wouldn't an adventure in space and time be there? Of course it would be there. And on another note, why wouldn't they just drop it on the 1st with everything else? There was all these other documentary stories that was already on there and behind the scenes stuff why wouldn't they drop an adventure in space and time on there and i think i know the reason because for me personally i think what's going to happen is and i've already been thinking this before the hooniverse stuff kind of came about but i think there's going to be a rerun of an adventure in space and time on the 23rd of november on like i don't know bbc one or whatever it is and once that's finished airing on bbc one or whatever it is on the 23rd of november it'll immediately be on iplayer afterwards as part of the Hooniverse collection, which that's personally what I think is going to happen. Let me know if you agree with that, but I think that makes a lot of sense. And that'll be really good for me because I'm going to admit it, I've never watched an adventure in space and time. But I want to because it seems really interesting. I think I've seen some clips of it on YouTube and stuff, but I've never watched it in its entirety. I've been meaning to for ages and then I just never did. So that's going to be an excuse for me to watch it at least. And that's personally what I think is going to happen. Let me know if you agree with me on that. Or if you don't think that's what's going to happen. You think it's just going to, they're just trying to sort out something with it, some rights or something, and then they're going to drop it later on. I don't know. Okay, and then the last thing I want to talk about in this podcast episode, it's a little bit different to the other stuff we've been talking about because most of the other stuff has been about the 60th. This is more about series 14, or should I say season one? That's what we're going to be talking about. Basically, we've been told from, I think it was the SFX interview with Russell T Davies that series 14 isn't going to be called series 14. It's going to be called season one. So they're going to be resetting the numbering of the seasons, which is a very interesting thing. And I don't know how I feel about it yet. It makes sense on the side of the Disney Plus deal for me. And I first was thinking I wouldn't be surprised if it was just labeled like this on Disney Plus. But from what I've seen, everything is indicating that it's going to be listed as this everywhere. They've put Doctor Who 2005 to 2022 on the iPlayer collection, or it was like that at some point anyway. So it does seem to be doing this everywhere. Like I said, it makes sense for the Disney Plus deal if they're only putting the new stuff on Disney Plus, like as in the 60th onwards on Disney Plus. It makes sense to have it season one. It makes it more approachable for new viewers and the new audience that Disney Plus is going to want to get in. So I get that. But 
it does feel a little bit weird because it, it doesn't feel like we need a reboot quite yet, really. And it's obviously going to be more of a close continuation than New Who was to Classic. So it does feel a little bit weird. Obviously, with Classic going into New Who, we had for the wilderness years, basically, uh, in between Classic and New Who. So it made sense to reset it there. Like the continuity was still there, but the series was split. They were different shows, basically, I guess, in the same continuity. With this, we've had... 13 months of a gap, I think it was, with Power of the Doctor in October of 2022 and the specials in November of 2023. So it does feel a little bit weird. I was thinking maybe it would make more sense if maybe the Power of the Doctor had kind of faded to black instead of having a regeneration into David Tennant for there to maybe be a split there because you'd feel their distinct eras of the show. But then I don't think that's what should have happened either because then we wouldn't have had the hype generated for seeing David Tennant at the end of that story. So it's a little bit weird. But I think the main reason I don't know how I feel about this is mostly just because with the distinction between Classic and New Who, we had the words series and season to differentiate between the two. If you're talking about Classic Who, you're talking about season whatever, you know, 1 to 26. If you say the word series, you're talking about New Who. So it's going to be a little bit more confusing doing that now because you're going to have to specify which era of the show you're talking about. You can't just say series or season and people know what you're saying. We're going to have season for Classic, series for New Who, and season again for, what do we call it? What do we call it? This is one thing that we need to talk about. What do we call it? I've seen most people, I think, saying new, new who. And I said that personally, initially. I know from the outside, it seems a bit cringy. New, new who, you know. But it's a nice reference to new, 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 new York, you know. That's how I've always seen it. New, new who. I like it. But I know a lot of people don't like that. Alternatively, we've got the Hooniverse era. I quite like that. But it depends how long the Hooniverse is a thing. What if the Hooniverse, you know, we get one spin-off and the Hooniverse collapses and it's not very good. I don't think that's going to happen. But what if that happens? The other options, we've got like the Disney era. I don't like that. I don't want to call it the Disney era. Like it's on Disney Plus. I'm fine with that. I don't want to associate it too much more with Disney than that. I don't want to call it Disney era. And also, once again, what if the Disney deal falls through in the future? What if, you know, we get the 60th series 14 and then I guess they will be on for these first four series that Russell is meant to be doing? What if it collapses after that? You know, Russell leaves and then Disney don't want it anymore. What what if that happens? So we can't call it the Disney era. And I also don't like the Disney era as a name. I don't like that. Another one that I've kind of thought, we've got the Bad Wolf era. Obviously, Bad Wolf Studios are producing it now. They're their own production company instead of just BBC Wales and BBC Studios producing it. We've got Bad Wolf Studios co-production with BBC Studios. So Bad Wolf era. I don't mind that, but the only problem is there's too much of a connection to Series 1 there. You know, Bad Wolf is a phrase associated with Series 1 in 2005. And that's not going to be in this era. You know what I mean? But I, I still quite like it. But there's, there's that association there that doesn't quite work for me. So let me know what you think. What do you want to call it? What are you guys planning on calling it down below? I'm sure it'll all happen naturally anyway, and we'll all have one. I mean, even now, we're in New Who, but not everybody calls New Who New Who. Some people call it the Revival, Modern Who, you know, it's it, we've even got more names for it now. So maybe it'll take a little while for the, a, a name to naturally come about. But New New Who, Universe Era. What, what do you think? And I think that's kind of all I have to talk about. Like I said, chances are I've forgotten something here because there's been so much news recently. And it's only, November's only just started. So it's going to be a very exciting month. Even before the special, the first special airs at the end of the month, it's going to be a very exciting month. And I can't wait to see what else we get. There's going to be so much more new stuff announced. I'm, I'm sure of it. Like I said, there's probably going to be new stuff announced since I've recorded this video. Tell me about it in the comments. Tell me, oh, you missed this one thing. I know. 
I told you I recorded this on Friday. It's Friday for me right now. It's currently Friday the 3rd of November, 4.44pm. So, you know, tell me I've missed this thing in the comments without watching the video. I know. I can't travel in time. Become a patron, please. I do classic reviews on there and other exclusive content. I might start doing some like tier lists on there soon because I'm running out of classic to, well, I'm never going to run out of classics to talk about, but I'm not watching it as much right now. I'll maybe put some reviews of the Tales of the Tardis stories on there once I've finished it. You know, Earthshock, I'm probably going to talk about on there. Curse of Fenric. So go on there or become a member. It's the same. There's the option of Patreon. There's the option of joining as a member. I do the same things on both. Check them out if you're interested. I've made it as cheap as I feel like I can. I'm not making... I've, I've got one patron so far. Chalice. Shout out to Chalice. But I'm not really making any money off there right now. So if, you, if you're interested in that and if you just want to support the channel, that's one way to do it. But otherwise, just subscribe. Watch the videos. Like the videos. Comment your thoughts. That's absolutely fine too. And I think that's it. What video should I plug? Specials are coming out soon. So I've done a video on uh, everything we know about the specials. Slightly outdated at the moment because there's been a couple new things about it since then. But it's mostly everything we know on there. It's mostly up to date. So if you want to watch that, I'll have that linked on screen now.